You're listening to a DM podcast. Hey guys, welcome to episode 208 of Talking With TK. I'm your host, Tristan Connell. Another great episode today, and we've got Tim Simona in the house. So I met Timmy through a little bit of boxing training with our great mate, Huss, who's over at the final round gym in Preston's, and it's always fun. So big shout out to Huss for introducing us. But he's got a great story, Tim. You know, he went through the obvious issues that he went through about, what, four or five years ago now. But we all know what it is, but you know, everyone goes through ups and downs, and I think he's got a great story to tell, and just kind of him describing what he's been through and kind of how he's come back out of it, you know, it's inspirational, and I think everyone's going to really enjoy today's episode and get to know Tim a little bit better. Before we get to Tim, just remember my Talking League podcast that's out now, so plenty of NRL player and coaching interviews. We're previewing every single team. You'll see it pop up on the Talking League, sorry, Talking with TK channel as well so get involved i have a tipping comp and a fantasy league comp so it's 500 dollars winner takes all it's free to enter so please all the listeners jump in join the community and please invite all your family and friends thank you to everyone leaving reviews on apple podcasts really appreciate that and also sharing the show you know the numbers for the first two ian roberts and on craigie has been really really good so i really appreciate you telling your family and friends Please connect on social media. Facebook, you find me at Talking With TK. Instagram, Tristan Nell, or Twitter, Tristan underscore Nell. Send me an old school email, Tristan at TalkingWithTK.com. Plenty to talk about with the footy about to start, or anything in general, guest requests, or anything like that. Or if you want to catch up on any of the episodes, just head over to www.TalkingWithTK.com. All right, guys, hope you enjoy today's episode, and I introduce Tim Simona. All right, guys, our special guest is Tim Simona. Tim played 79 NRL games for the West Tigers. Also, impressively, five tests for Samoa. We've connected recently through our great mate Huss, but really honoured to welcome onto the podcast my man, Timmy Simona. Tim, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Mate, let's rip in. Like, first things, it was great to meet you through Huss, and I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we did some light sparring in this sesh. <laughs> Timmy let me survive, and thank God he's got about 20 kilos on me. <laughs> But Timmy, why'd you let me live, one? And tell me about your love of boxing, my man. Nah, mate. Um, mate, what are you talking about? You were going pretty good. I actually, um, actually enjoyed that session with you. Uh, I haven't really sparred for a while, so um, that was good. Oh, mate, we ripped but, um, in. But um, yeah, uh, boxing. I started boxing. It was at the back end of 2016. Um, one of the boys, Josh. Um, hit me up and he's like, oh, there's a gym up the road if you want to, you know, uh, use boxing as, like, get out of your... Yeah, yeah. You know, with all the stress that I was going through at the time. And I thought, look, well, why not? I would go and check it out. And I wasn't really focusing on boxing. I was more like, you know, going and do weights and stuff like that. And um, I went in and Huss was literally just told me, oh, look, you got to put on the gloves straight away. And then... Um, so challenged yeah, challenged me like right away, and um, yeah, it was from it was it was there where he, you know, he saw that you know I might have he saw some sort of skill I don't know what skill yeah, <laughs> but he saw some like something there, um, and my you know determination and desire to 
to just train in general and um and that's when like I started boxing. Um mm. so it was yeah, at the back of two thousand sixteen and then um I loved it straight away. Um I hated boxing prior prior to that. Yeah. I hated boxing, like training, watching it. I thought it was just boring. And then um I fell in love with it instantly, eh? Like I would go home Challenge mate. I, so challenging. I'd go home and I'll just like YouTube like late at night, like like boxing for beginners and like yeah. techniques and like just combos on the pads and I was just got addicted to it and um yeah what like five years five years later I'm still in love with it so. yeah Tim what I find for boxing like I'm nowhere near the level of yourself but clear head man like when you're training you're just thinking about boxing mm. and it's just a great escape for me which would have been perfect given what you were going through at the time hundred percent yeah no I I really enjoyed it and. It's uh, it's mentally, it's not only physically, but mentally it does like because you're like obviously like in, your, in the, on the footy field, like you can sort of hide on the wing, like especially me as a back, like yeah, like if you're like you're tired or if you're injured, you can just like tell your winger to you know shuffle in. Whereas in boxing, mentally it's just one on one. There's nowhere to hide. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's just like full on, bro. But I I love it. I, Enjoy the experience, and um, yeah, hopefully, I can get get my first pro fight soon. I'm really, really. I'll be stoked. I'll be there, mate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, Tim, tell me a little bit about because you've got a Samoan background, but you're born in Auckland, New Zealand, right? Yep. Tell me a little bit about the fam and kind of how they got to Auckland. Yeah, so um, mum and dad obviously Samoan, born in Samoa, and uh, yep. they uh, came to New Zealand um, like early 80s i think it was and um and that's when me and my brothers were born um you got a big you got four brothers don't yeah, you yeah four brothers so uh yep. i got i uh, so me paul and simon uh were born in new zealand um and then um no look we didn't really have much in new zealand um and mum and dad decided to move to australia to i guess get a better life for mm. us kids and better future and uh, yeah, we moved here to Australia in ninety eight um, when I was about like five or six. Okay, so I didn't really have much memories of New Zealand. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty much grew up here in Australia. Um, moved to Liverpool, and uh, yeah, still there. Yeah, nice, mate. Being a Sharkies fan, I actually remember your brother Paul playing lower grades at. at Cronulla for a couple of years. Yeah, he was so, a good player, strong mate. Mate, he was a, he's bigger than me. Um, yeah, yeah he he played um, like you know how you have all the junior footies and mm. like uh, the rep teams and stuff like that. So he he made it all the way to Australian schoolboys and he played with like like Brooksy, yeah, um, Mitch Moses, uh, Paulie, um, Bryce Cartwright, and all those. Yeah, like. And, um, yeah, he had so much experience. He had so much potential. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, hanging around the wrong crowd. And yeah. Is he retired from footy now? Um, I think he's uh, he's playing for a club in Brisbane um, called Jets. Okay. So well, Jets. Ipswich, Ipswich? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Ipswich yeah, yeah, yeah. Jets. So he's going to play. Like, he's married and has kids now. So, yeah. yeah. Um, because you're 29, how old's Paul? Uh, he's two years younger than me. So 27. He's turning 27 this year. Yeah. So plenty of time, mate. This is really just a peak time, right? Yeah, 100%. They'll be loving it, but the Queensland Cup, because it's a good competition, man. Like, mm. for them to pick up an Australian schoolboys, that's not easy to make, mate. Your brother yeah. had talent, mate. No, nah, right? yeah, he just, uh, 
Yeah, he was always strong. He just needs to um, cut a few kilos. <laughs> he's put on some weight, that dude. But um, nah, he's a gun. He's uh, you know, he's one of those players that can create something out of nothing. Okay, mate. Now you're gonna have to see if this the internet's correct here. Now the internet tells me that Jesse Senna, Senna Lafaya is your cousin. Matt Wright's your cousin. Michael yeah. Cheekham's your cousin. Yeah. Is this true? Yeah, it's true. Related somehow, uh, <laughs> but um, uh, Cheekham's from my dad's side. Um, my dad and his mum are brothers and sisters. Okay. Um, uh, Matty Wright, uh, Matty Wright's father's. Father, okay. I think uh, he's my mum's brother. Okay, and yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesse is uh, Jesse's mum is my mum's uh, niece. Nice. So, mate, you've grown up around all this, mate. The backyard battles and all that would have been <laughs> fierce, bro. <laughs> mate, back in the day, we used to like uh, lay the uh, the mattress on the floor and we used to just go all out, rumbles, yeah, rumbles, <laughs> and just uh, me and my brothers would go all at it. But um, I don't know. To this day, mom. We we always mock mum and dad about it because um, no, mum would say, oh, we used to play sports back in the day and dad would say, no. Well, dad would say, like, no, we used to, like, I used to play footy even, like, <laughs> back in the day as well. So, like, they try and fight who's, uh, whose genes yeah, yeah. Um, our family follows. So, uh, look, I'm just really blessed to be, I guess, surrounded with, you know, uh, Talented people, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Now, you mentioned that your dad played footy. Did he play at a high level? Oh, mate, I don't even know if he's... Was he telling a few porky yeah. pigs? <laughs> <laughs> mate, there's no photos or anything, so I don't know. It's hard to believe that bloke. Um, but, yeah, look, um, there's obviously some sporting genes there because, like, all my cousins all that yeah. play, so um, it's... Yeah, I don't know who to believe. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, Tim, you're blessed with speed, mate. Like, watching you and watching you on a long-range effort... That was beautiful, mate. <laughs> that speed, like again, like if Dad's probably said it's from himself. Yeah, but is everyone fast? Like, well, I don't. My my brothers, I don't, they're fast, but they're not like super quick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just it just just it just come with it, I guess. Okay. Um, Did you do little A's and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, yeah. I used to do a little, uh, athletics when I was a kid, but um, yeah, I wasn't even. I would always come like second or third, so okay. like I wasn't super super quick, fast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I guess it's a different story on the footy field. <laughs> <laughs> so, mate, arriving at Liverpool. So, mm-hmm. where did you go to school and all that sort of stuff, man? Uh, so when we arrived in Liverpool, uh, we went to. So my first primary school was uh, Liverpool West Public School. Okay. And uh, we lived at a flat, which was like two minutes up the road, and um, yeah, so we. Well, I stayed there for about a, two years or something, and then man, I, I, we moved quite a bit. So we moved yep. from Liverpool to Canleyvale, which is only pretty up, close. Yeah, yeah pretty yeah, close. Yeah. Um, we went to Canley Canley Heights Public School. Yep. And then um, we we had to move uh, because of uh, church reasons, okay. commitments. Yep. Uh, Mum and Dad decided to move to Mount Jewett, yep. in Manny County. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're about we, to Mount Druitt, did you? Well, we stayed, so we stayed in uh, Wayland first, okay, and then we moved to Blacktown, but uh, uh Blacktown, uh, Blackett, old Wayland Reserve, mate. Yeah, it's still back uh, in the day, right? Because I grew up in Quakers. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. Not too far. So not too far because I was seeing your junior teams and you brought up, you know, Western City Tigers and then yeah. Doonside. Because I played soccer at Doonside. At, oh, nice. You know, the, you know there's across, the two fields across? Across, yeah, over yeah, the yeah. bridge. Yeah. So that was my home ground. And then when I was refereeing, because I was in the area, they used to always put me between Blacktown City or also Carilla. So that was always Well, that's always where my, I used to do grounds. athletics. That was the like athletics Yeah, it was. That's there. the Friday night ones. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we would play on Saturday morning. So we'd have both going oh. at the same time. But it was hectic. Yeah. yeah. But, mate, you know, we just mentioned, although in Mount Druitt, mm. like you would have played at Hebo Park, right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, West City Tigers. So, like, when we moved to, uh, well, prior to that, um, my first club was uh, uh, Ashcroft Stallions, which okay. no, they're no longer there, I think. Um, and then, um, yeah, once we moved to Mount Druitt, uh, we, we were like mum and dad, like we want to play footy, so we want to yep. find a local team and then, you know, once we drove part, well, once we like drove towards our place, we saw a, like a, a massive park and there was people running around. It was a Saturday, Saturday morning, and yeah, yeah. we straight away signed up um, Hebo Park. Um, <laughs> still to this day, uh, never forget it. Um, I had sick jerseys, but man, yeah, it was like um, like full like West Tigers jerseys. Yeah. So like, nah. and to think that you ended up playing for West Tigers, right? oh man, like, it's just uh, it was. Uh, Dream come true, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I uh, played for West City Tigers, um, and then I, I think yeah, I was West City Tigers to Doonside. Okay, played for Dooney Roos, and then I went played for Blacktown for for a year or two. Was that City? Blacktown Pats. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, Blacktown Pats, and then um, that's when I uh, progressed to Harrowmats uh, uh, SG Ball. Balmain. Okay. And then, uh, How did they get you away? Because were you like scouted by Penrith at all? Yeah. So funny because um, when I was playing for West City Tigers um, and doing side ruse, yeah, I'd always get picked in the development squad. Yeah. So it was like under 12s, 13s. Yeah, yeah, I'll get you up. Yeah, yeah. Development squad. And then when it comes to Harrow Mats, I didn't get selected. Oh, really? So I was spewing. And uh, you can imagine at that age, you know, you think like it. Oh, it's end of the world, end of the mate. world, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I took that as motivation, and I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna you know sign up for all these invitations to like trial for para. Or, okay, so um, the open trials, the open trials. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So one of me and my uh, my mates from school, we we um, we signed up for para and 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 Balmain, and Balmain was first. So we see we, we went to trial and. I actually played a right that game, scored a hat trick. Did you? And nice. then, um, uh, I think I think the coach was like, "Oh, you don't have to trial the next the following week." Um, pretty much, just said, "Oh, you're in the squad." <laughs> so I was like, "How good is this?" Well, um, what position were you playing back in the day? Just I was uh, wing. Okay, I was playing wing. I was only tiny, but were you small when you yeah, were younger? I was tiny. Yeah, I was tiny. So. What short and small or just? Just I wasn't, wiry. I wasn't short, just like more skinny and okay, yeah. But I think I was pretty strong for my size. Like I was only tiny, but like I would still like beat plays and stuff. Yeah. Balmain, yeah. After after um uh, the club footy, um, I played yeah uh, Balmain. One thing I wanted to ask you because you brought up before your faith and how important that is to your family. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of just tell us kind of a little bit about that and kind of what it means to your family? Yeah, look, me and my brothers, we go into church pretty much ever since in my mum's womb. Mm. Um, we've been going weekly on a Sunday. That was our 
traditional, you know, make sure if you're playing on that Sunday, you know, after a game, you you, you try and make church. And uh, we're, we're big believers um, to this day. We, we still uh, big Christians, yeah. um, our family. So, no, nah, uh, we, we cherish it. Uh, we're always, um, you know, mum would always tell us, you know, to put God first and whatever you do and, you know, uh, things will fall into place. And uh, she always lectures about, you know, make sure you do your prayers and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to be surrounded with loving, yeah. loving uh, parents and Definitely. family. So. so, mate, church, usually in the morning, mm-hmm. do you guys have like a bit of a family feast right after? Yeah, so, we'll, yeah, so that's... Uh, that's a norms on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'd go to church, and then uh, after we'd just be. Well, that's what I would look forward to. <laughs> yeah. Was always that massive feed. Um, but then, like when when we got older, we our church was from the morning, and then we'd go home and and have a massive feast, and then come back at three. Okay. For another service, so oh, it was yeah. just like okay, two yeah. services wow. in one day. So. Um, yeah, we never complained. We would always, <laughs> we would always uh, try and make church because, I guess, being a Pacific Islander, you know, you don't want to cop a building for mum. Because you always get more scared of your mum than your dad, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah, hundred percent. My my dad's a more laid back, cruisy bloke. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, if you you know if you piss him off, then <laughs> yeah, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know. But yeah. um, mum, oh. The tiniest thing, she would just go off and then you would see the belt fly. <laughs> like, God bless her, love her to death. Um, nah, but if it wasn't for those, I guess, those uh, lectures and hidings, you know, I doubt you know, me and my brothers would be the, the people we are today. So Definitely. Have you been to Samoa? I have. Uh, when I played for Samoa, yeah. um, I went there for the first time. Uh, no, it was good. Yeah. Good experience. I love. What's love, it like? I love the water. Like you can see, like you see photos and videos and stuff. Yeah. Like with like all the tropical island and all that. Um, but when you actually go there, the water is like so good. Like just crystal clear. Crystal clear, and it was good. No, the experience was good. I would love to go again. Um, I take mum and dad with me so they can show show Definitely, me. Show I'm, me I'm all keen. Yeah, I got a lot of Samoan friends and. They always like brag about going back and yeah, you well, Google search it. It looks won't amazing. Be to another couple of years. <laughs> Probably, yeah. <laughs> you're really right. All right, so moving on back to a little bit of footy chat now, mate. So you're in the Balmain set up there. Who was, who was your coach back then, man? Oh, man, I've got really bad memories, to be honest. Um, was Gary Freeman all that involved? Yeah, yeah, he was involved. Um, he was involved in my SG ball team, I think. But in Haramats, I think it was Brooks. Brooksy, uh, he used to play Belmain back in the day as well. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, David Brooks. Is David Brooks, is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Same, yeah. Mate, you ended up at St. Pat's for school. Was that part of your – did you get a scholarship? Yeah, well, I, I got a half scholarship. Um, so before that, yeah. I'll tell you the story. Before that, um, I actually went to – so I told you I went to uh, Wayland, Wayland Public School because I lived in – Gotcha. Up the road, yeah, yeah. Um, and then high school, I went. I went to Mandurah High School. Yep. And uh, it wasn't till two, uh, in, halfway three and nine, I got expelled. Oh, what you do to me, uh, mate? <laughs> That's uh, another, another story. story? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I got expelled, and then I was 
I was sitting at home doing nothing for like two weeks. Yeah. Uh, just doing, you know, chores, chores at home. And then um, I was lucky enough to get a phone call from uh, Blacktown Pats, Pistol Brothers Blacktown. Okay. Uh, one of the coaching staff, uh, Mr. Ross. Peter Ross. Peter Ross. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, got a phone call from there. And um, you know, next minute I was in there for an interview and um, I, was, I was lucky enough to get my brother's um, over as well Oh nice um, yeah, So yeah. You know, it all worked out pretty good Because I spoke Speaking to Jamie Bura About him last year Because he went to your school as well And Yeah Mad reviews on Peter Like no, only heard some great things What would you learn from him When you were No he's coach? a legend um, So like If it wasn't for him You know obviously I, I doubt I'd even You know Be in the system um, yeah. Because um, Being at a a sporting school it really helps you oh big time uh, especially yeah. a rugby league program like exactly. they have yeah yeah so now peter ross has been awesome um you know i had a lot of faith in him he believed in me and um you know and hence why i i made you know the rep teams that i did mm. um so now he's been instrumental in my younger uh playing days yeah now Paddy's is a great footy school. I'm sure you had some great teammates that went on to good things like yourself. Yeah, yeah who we, went in your team? So there was there was heaps of older boys like um, like Jamie Burrell was one of them. Yep. Uh, Sato Stafar. Oh, rest uh, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Yeah, um, uh, he yeah he was a freak back in the day. Um, there was a uh, Panizzi who played for Penrith. I think he played a few games. Was that Daniel? Daniel Panizzi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, who else? Uh, and then you get like all the younger boys, the Jennings, the Brass Kite, right? Yeah. Um, so all the boys in this one team. Moisa, yeah, Matty wow. Wright, Albert Kelly. But Moisa as well. Moisa, yeah, he was there. What was he like back at school? Uh, he was only a tiny, yeah? skinny. And like <laughs> when I seen him in the uh, Penrith school, I was like, hey, that's Moisa. Like he, like I'd known him from playing touch. Okay. He was always a touch player. And um, when I seen him like – Actually played for us. I was so happy for him. I was yeah. like, wow, this guy's made. How good is this? He's looking good now. Have you seen some of the photos from his off-season? Yeah, man. Apparently, Ooh. I read somewhere where he was like the like the best trainer. In, like, well, yeah. I, I caught up with Chad Townsend yesterday, and he was just raving about how good Moise has been, man, which right. I'm happy for because he's been – he's one of our best players at the same time he's been injured. Yeah. And people just giving it to him, you know what I mean? Like, let him have a crack, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, that's the worst thing about, you know, playing rugby league. It's – the injuries part, hey, you just got to – I mean, I feel for him because he's been through a lot, but I, I, no doubt, you know, he'll be coming back stronger this year. 100%. Yeah. Tim, you know, you just mentioned injuries. How many bad injuries have you had since your your, your career? Um, I had an Erico, um when I was uh, 17. Um, you can imagine you know, being a young kid and, like, yeah. this happened to you. Because um, your world's at the feet, right? Exactly. And, and you're thinking that you're going to play first grade in the next couple of years. What's 100%. this going to do to me? Um, but, yeah, I got through that, all right. And then, um, you know, when I played first grade, I didn't really have any – oh, well, I had two shoulder Ricos mm. um, on both shoulders. Other than that, I've been you – know, I played, what, seven, eight years um, and just had two shoulder Ricos. So, wow. So uh, both or on the same one? Uh, both. Both. Wow. Yeah, so one on the keyhole and one like a full Rico. Yeah. How does the body feel like now at 29? Really good, really good. Um, obviously, being out for a few years, yeah. um, you know, uh, it really sort of helped me. I guess that was a positive thing was like um, having that time off, 
keeping my body fresh and I feel I feel young to be honest. That's good, but <laughs> yeah. Because today with all the different technology and the advancement in sports science, yeah. You're twenty nine, you could easily play till you're thirty five. Oh, hundred percent. Hundred percent. So like I said, I feel good and hopefully I've got another, you know, five, six years in me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, man. So mate, coming off that the reconstruction, the sorry, the ACL injury how did you? How long did that set you out? And then, kind of, what was the next plans? Because were you signed to the Tigers like for a long term deal at the time? Uh, no, I think that at that time I just finished SG Ball from memory. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I don't think I was worried. Uh, I was just more. I was out for about you know seven months. Okay. Um, I don't think I was worried about you know. My future. I was just, I just wanted this injury to get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to get get rid of this injury so I can just get back on the field and you know do what I love doing. Um, but yeah, it it was a good seven months I was out for. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. But, um, so was that straight into flag after that? Uh, yeah. So uh, after Shibor, I played about three games okay. for uh, uh, New South Cup, and then. I think it was the season was finished, and then I got the call up to play twenties um, after that. So, when does like someone like Tim Sheen start noticing you? <laughs> well, to be honest, um, I I had no contact or didn't even interact with with any any first grade players or uh, coaching staff right throughout uh, SG Ball and my first year of twenties. Okay, did you want to be a professional footballer? Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, you know, obviously, NRL was always the main, the dream, the dream. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when I was playing, I just thought, like, like hopefully, you know, I was always hoping, like, hopefully, you know, you know, Tim Sheens will come up to me and be like, oh, look, I'm gonna, you're gonna train with us in the preseason. Yeah. You know how you have all these, you know, well, young, you get the young players, they, yeah, they add them in there, yeah, 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 yeah. and they're like, if they're if they're a freak or like if they're a you know, mad trainer, if they're like, you know, if they're like really good at what they do, um, the coach would always pull them aside and be like, you know, you're going to train with us yep. for a few days a week. But I, was, I wasn't I was always that person though. Okay. Um, I was never, I never, my manager at the time didn't say anything about, you know, progressing to first grade or anything. Okay. Um, was that Isaac? I was Isaac, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I it wasn't till um, I it wasn't till my last year of twenties um, was when uh, I got the tap on the shoulder. Just and and he pretty much told me that. Well, so what happened was um, it was a funny story. Uh, I was playing twenties. Um, I remember this game. We played we played uh, Cowboys up in Townsville. Okay, and I played. Absolutely trash. Like, not good. Uh, not good. Like uh, I remember getting the ball of the half. He gave me an early ball, and I and I f- it was uh, yeah. So I I got the ball and I flicked, and it went out. Like this was <laughs> off the scrum, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it wasn't only that, but like yeah, the worst thing was we got pumped. So that was like I guess with that drop ball, it sort of escalated, escalated, yeah, 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 and then yeah, that's yeah, how exactly. we got. Um, Demolished, but um, I, I just knew. So we have uh, video sessions on a Monday. Yeah. So we played on a Saturday. We flew back on a Saturday, and 
anyways, I knew like video Monday I'm gonna get hammered. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. the worst too. Getting getting pinpointed in front of the boys yeah. is the worst. Anyways, uh, uh, you grab your own chair from the room and you sit down, and uh, I sat right at the back. I was just hiding there. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, he goes, "Where's Simona?" <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he made me stand up. And, Who, uh, who's the coach at this uh, time? It was Jones. Okay, oh, Grant Jones. His yeah, name yeah. is. Um, mate, he's he's a good coach. Um, but just often for telling just me tough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But um, he said he he got me up. He's like, "Boys, do you really want to play alongside this guy? Like, do you want to play alongside you know this this sort of player that like." Throwing like balls and like yeah. going out on first tackle and like and then all the boys were like silent. They didn't want to say anything, and I was like, I was ripped. Eh? I was like, oh, how can you do this? To wow. me? <laughs> Obviously, being a young kid, you know what I mean. Like, that's the there's, so there's certain ways you can go around yeah, it, but yes. not like you know put you in front of the boys and stuff. I can imagine. So, did it kind of knock your confidence, or did it kind of light a fire? Oh, to be honest, it sort of knocked my confidence for a bit. Yeah. Um, well, it was funny because. After that week, I got dropped, and I played uh, New South Cup. Okay, which is which like is an upgrade yeah. for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was a bit, I was like spewing because I couldn't, I couldn't play with my mates. But then you know I got to play with you know players that played first grade. They got dropped as well. So yeah. it was like a win-win situation for me. Were they good to you? Nah, nah, they were good. So I played. Paul Fletcher was coaching there. I uh, was coaching there. And, He's he's a legend. I get along with with him really well. And um, yep, uh, I played there. I actually killed it. Eh? I killed. I killed. Uh, we played doggies there, uh, at their home ground, Belmore. And yeah, um, and then the following week, I got the call up again from Grant Jones. Yeah, um, and he pretty much told me, "Oh, uh, we need you back in the side." And I was like, "Oh, sweet!" Like <laughs> cheering. <laughs> so your lowest moment. Kind of led to you killing it and then yeah. being the top dog again. Well, then it was funny because I remember um, getting the call up again. We played Dragons at Wynn Stadium. It was on a Sunday, Alvo. And uh, we we actually won. I played pretty good, to be honest. I played pretty good. And uh, at, this, uh, at this time, I still hadn't gotten in contact with Tim Sheens or any of the coaching staff or, like, um, any sort of talk about, you know, going to first grade or whatever. And yeah. Um, after the Dragons game, you know how after a game, like the, one of the managers or the coaching staff walks around with like sandwiches and like chocolate muffins, yeah, you yeah. know, the feeds after a game. Yep. Anyways, um, I, I remember having a chocolate muffin in one hand and a can of Coke in my, my left hand. <laughs> and I just scowled it and like smashed my muffin. I went into the showers, showered up, and then. That's a heavy old inside special, <laughs> mate. <laughs> and I came back and. I went to dress up and I got the tap on the shoulder. What, from, from Sheenzy? From Sheenzy, yeah. And he wow. said, he said, uh, uh, put a jersey on. You might have a chance of getting on because Wayne McKinnon just pulled a hammy at warm up. Wow. So I could feel the muffin coming out of my backside. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, heart just beating so fast. I just couldn't. Oh, man, that feeling was just. I can't describe it. It was just like the best feeling ever. And then. Now I put on the jersey, and then um, it wasn't until like later during the warm up, um, I got told, "Oh, they're just going to go with the 18th man, okay. which was a forward." So Tim uh, Sheenzy wanted a a back on the on the on bench. The bench. Yeah, he yeah. usually has a back on the bench. Yep. So um, 
I think at this time he just wanted to, he was just he was just going to go with uh, Matt Grove at the time he was 80th man and yeah the prop um, the prop yeah, yeah so yeah. Um, he he had trained with first grade the whole week so um, I guess you know he deserved it to be honest and um, I just from that experience his um, mum and dad were waiting in the car <laughs> they're still waiting after Tony's <laughs> and we usually just leave right yeah. and um, mum and dad were like. Texting me, calling me like, hurry right, up, we're yeah. in the car. <laughs> and I went in the car and I told them they did not believe me one bit. And then, <laughs> and then um, I told my brothers and they didn't believe me either. I was like, oh, sweet. Well, I'll see you <laughs> over support, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, uh, I remember that Sunday night, it was like 9.30, 10 o'clock, and I got a message from one of the coaching staff and he said, be at training at 9.30 Monday morning. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like, how good is this? That's when, like, um, yeah, that's when I was like, man, like, my dreams come true. Um, and then, yeah, rocked up to training that Monday. Um, got to, like... I looked up to players like Lottie and uh, Farah and, and Benji and all that. Oh, mate, what was it like to meet? Because did you oh, know them before this? Or? No, I've never. That's what I said. So I've this never, is the first time meeting Never interacted with any first grade players, never wow. spoke to any coaching staff. And on this Monday, I rock up and then they're already on the field and I'm passing the ball to Benji. And in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Benji. <laughs> you you know? like and then you get like Lottie Takiri kicking the ball and I'm catching. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's Lottie. Like in my head, like that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Acting all cool though, like you're not showing any, you know. Like you don't want to, do you? Exactly. You, down. you just want to like act all cool. And then like when I got home, I was like telling my mates and my brothers, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I was just passing the ball with Benji and all that. And like, mate, it was the best experience. And uh, um, it was after that training session, um, the, uh, the assistant coach um, come up to me and he said, oh, you're going to start on the wing. Okay. Oh, now you're going to start on, I think it was the wing or, yeah, he told me I was going to start on the wing, but I ended up playing centre that week. Yep. So he told me on a Monday, uh, and the game was against Newcastle. It was on the following Monday. Yep. It was a Monday night, Monday night uh, game. That was at the cart, right? The Leichhardt. Yeah, yeah the yeah, Leichhardt yeah. game. So I kept it a secret from mum and dad, uh, my family pretty much, um, till Sunday. Okay. And I said, oh, I told them the story, and they were just like cheering out. They were so happy, tears of joy. And yeah, I can imagine. Um, yeah, they were over the moon. And how many tickets do you have to get? Oh, from memory, I reckon I reckon I got twenty five. Wow. Yeah, I had a lot of. And did uh, you know church. where they were sitting? Could you see them and yeah, stuff when you were in? Yeah, out? I could. Every game I play, I could always hear my mum. Like her voice. <laughs> is, What's your mum's name? Pele. Okay. Um, but um, yeah, God bless her, and uh, it was the best feeling uh, running out on that field, um, especially like playing uh, Harrimats, Ball. All our home games was always at Leichhardt Oval. And then to play, to debut at Leichhardt Oval at a packed crowd. Because it was like 18,000 people, right? Yeah. Like, it was like pretty much sold out. Yeah. It was like, oh, the best feeling. And um, running out, seeing that, that hill, you know, packed. And I remember the first 10 minutes, it was, I could not breathe. Just it, electric pace? Oh, just the pace was like next level. Like, playing New South Wales Cup and like, it's just, you know, Cruising, cruising like, yeah, yeah. And 20s is pretty, like, like it's one, it's not much difference, but it's a bit faster. And then you go, like, first grand, and it's, like, massive step. Yep. And, like, the first 10 minutes I was telling uh, 
Lottie. Because he was, was he on your he side? He was on my wing. So I was telling Lottie, yeah, cover me. <laughs> <laughs> you read that Lottie to Fury. He's, he's like, you're your hero, bro. Like, and I'm telling him to come defend one in. <laughs> but, um, mate, I remember I was, I was feeling so confident because my left edge was Gareth Ellis. Yep. Benji, me, and then Lottie. So All they, stars, mate. mate. They were just like, they looked after me heaps. And, um, yeah, no one ran at our side because, like. It was a strong side, right? It was just always. Yeah. Anyone that came, Gareth Ellis would just, like, pump them. Yeah. So, um, nah, it was it was a good experience. I really enjoyed it. That was, it was a mad game, too, because I ended up playing, it was, like, 90 minutes or something. Because yeah. uh, it went extra time. Extra time, yeah. yeah, yeah. Farrah field goal, so. It was Got the that best W, game. first one. Yeah, exactly. Tim, tell me, because the other day I saw both Bryce Gibbs and Keithy Galloway having a bit of a laugh. Did you see the video of them fighting at training? Oh, I've seen that. I've seen the video, but I don't remember. Did that happen? Like, when you're doing, like, contact work and things like that, does it, it get like it that? It does get serious, though, yeah. It does get serious. Um, yeah, you're always trying to prove who's, like, no, no spots are, you know, every spot's up for grabs. You yeah. know what I mean? What's so, the livelihoods, right? Exactly. So, so um, these boys go out at every training session. But I I seen the video that uh, Saucy put up, but I don't remember it happening. Uh, I don't think I was at, at the training session, maybe. Okay. Not too sure, but, man, it was a funny low up. <laughs> <laughs> and two big boys, especially big Keith, big redhead, just going for it. Yeah, well, Keith's, yeah, Keith's a legend. And, and Givo at the time, he was always one of those, yeah, you have a prankster in the team. Yep. He was always, it was him and Fultz, uh, Liam Fultz. And, uh, Did but, they ever get you? Oh, mate, uh, he got me good. Uh, I remember after a training session, I was, uh, I was on a, I was on a phone. Yeah. And, uh, Fultz said, oh, uh, mate, you can't be on the phone or else you get a fine. And like, I was, I was on the phone to my mum. And then I had to hang up. I go, sorry, mum, I have to hang up. And then like, he was like, oh, I'm joking, bro. Gotcha. I'm joking. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was just always, uh, him and uh, Giveo were like the pranks that was in the yeah. team. He was always making the boys laugh. And I guess you always need some, <laughs> one, one prankster in the team. Yeah. He lights up the team. So no, it's good. Tim, Tim Sheens, you know, we spoke about him briefly. Mm. Now that you're a first grader, first couple of years you play, I think, three games in both seasons. What's his approach to you kind of heading into that 2013 season? Uh, well, to be honest, um, when, before I ran on that field uh, playing Newcastle, um, he literally said to me, look, I know how you play. Like, you're, like he obviously knew about the flick pass yeah, when yeah. I played 20. So he, he pretty much said to me, look, uh, if you're gonna do a flick pass, just back yourself. Yep. Um, uh, just, just whatever you do, just make sure uh, you're confident, pretty okay. much. And that gave me massive confidence mm-hmm. uh, running on that field. So, and just him believing in me, um, you know, uh, to get the job done, it was just uh, a massive uh, confidence boost. So it it, it related. It transferred on the field, so yep. um, it was good. If it went for, you know, obviously, if it wasn't for him, you know, I would definitely wouldn't be. Uh, I believe that I wouldn't even be playing, to be honest. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, thankful for him. Yeah, definitely. Now, 2013, a real breakout year for you, mate. I think it was 13 tries you ended up scoring, and some of these tries, mate. <laughs> the, probably my favorite one was one at Penrith when you take it off the 20, mm. and then you go the length of the field and. 
Penrith is like your home, bro, because you grew up in Mount Druitt. Yeah. And I'm sure that all your family and friends would have been in the sideline. Mm. Like, uh, what, what was that kind of day like? Well, that was actually my first try. Um, that's why when I when I get people say asking me like, "What was your favorite try?" That was my first try because oh, that was my favorite because it was my first. Yeah. Um, and I had like a lot of family there because obviously we all live out west. Yep. Um, but yeah, I remember it was a it was a twenty meter restart and Joe already I was like screaming for the ball because I <laughs> I hadn't run ran the ball in like two sets. So yeah. I was like I was fresh and anyways he. He was going to tap and run. I said, ready, ready, give me the ball. And uh, he, he just threw it. I was like, oh, I can't believe he actually threw it. It was like a, like a 10-meter pass. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I, I beat a few plays and I, I looked and it was just a fullback to beat. And then I turned him inside out and then ran under the post. Um, and that, oh, that was the, the best feeling. Um, well, you turned the fullback inside out. Like, mm. he just couldn't read where you were going. And then you put the afterburners on. <laughs> Under the sticks, baby. No, that was a uh, one of my favorite favorite games because um, we ended up winning that game, so which yeah. made it pretty special. So no, it was good, mate. The other one was against Melbourne when Billy Slater he throws that pass, and mate, this is wet. Yeah. Somehow it doesn't go over the sideline. You somehow scoop it up, run. Coops is running after you. He still can't match you. <laughs> and in front of the Leichhardt faithful too, man. Man, like. I think it was like a, maybe a game or two games after the Penrith game, I, I just felt confident um, in my game. Um, and I remember that running on that field, I just felt like I was playing 20s, just not yeah. another normal game. Um, I wasn't even, you know, usually I'm nervous before a game, but that game I remember I was just like cool and calm. And um, I knew they were going to test me out, especially like um, Kronk you know, yeah. with his kicking game and, and, and Slater and... Um, yeah, I remember that game. It was a memorable game too. For sure. Now, mate, I think you were on the wing that night and you played a lot of wing that year as well. Between wing and centre at that level, and even now, now that you're back with Blacktown, mm-hmm. where would you, where's your, prefer, your preference? To be honest, I, I prefer uh, centre. Okay. Um, like left centre? Left centre, yeah. yeah. Uh, only because I got that right hand and uh, uh, left hand, you know, offload yeah. or flick pass. Um, uh, I just feel comfortable. Uh, and I guess with uh, the speed and uh, the agility, I can sort of try and beat my opposition mm. and, and, and use that offload. But um, to be honest, wherever I've played right centre, uh, left wing, fullback, in the halves, yep. for some more, um, I'll, I'll play anywhere, wherever the coach wants me. But uh, if I had to pick a position, it would definitely be uh, left centre. Yeah. yeah. After that break for you, did all the clubs come – were you off contract at all? Did all the clubs come hunting you? Uh, yeah, uh, from memory, there was a few clubs. I remember uh, Melbourne and uh, Para were one of them. Okay. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I just I, I made a lot of good friends um, at the Tigers and I didn't really want to, uh, you know, go anywhere else, to be honest. Yeah. Now, you brought up Samoa before. Obviously, that's huge because your family, your heritage. Yep. How did you get the call up for that? And, yeah, let's talk about your experience in camp. Um, well, it was after, yeah, it was, uh, was it back in 2000. Was it 14 or 15? I, can't well, I think it was, I wrote down 14. Yeah. Like you did the Four Nations, but the games were close. Like, Yeah, well, yeah, it was that, was uh, was it end of the year? Yeah, I think it was end of the end year. End of the year, yeah. yeah so yeah. I got a uh, phone call from uh, the coach. Uh, 
Yeah, oh, it was Matt Parrish, bro. Parrish, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's still coaching today. So, um, yeah, uh, I got a phone call from him, and he pretty much said, uh, uh, "You're in the squad, and um, we need you at training at uh, I think it was at Shark Park." Um, and yeah, just the experience, just um, just going to training and, and meeting, you know, all the Islander boys mm. it was just uh, surreal and. Just to represent uh, mum and dad's culture um, was just uh, itself was like a massive blessing for me. Yeah, um, and just to make them proud and put a smile on their face was was good for me. So that that was the biggest uh, nice man. thing that I came out for. Did they have like a war dance or anything like that prior to a to a game, like a haka or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, so it's similar to a haka. It's called the siva tail. Okay. Um, so uh, yeah, but funny is. Uh, the funny thing is, like, I used to always reenact it. Like, when the Samoa team would play, yeah. when I was a kid, I was always stand in front of the TV and just uh, reenact it. Yeah, so, yeah. to be actually, uh, to actually do the Sivatel in front of, like, next to my brothers, you know what I mean? Um, in front of, you know, millions of eyes, yeah. um, it, it was a treat. It was a, you know, it was a dream come true. Definitely, mate. You, you really played well because I think you were playing fullback in that. That series too, right? Yeah, well, because um, we had um, we had a lot of uh, centers and wingers at the time. So we had like Ricky Latelli, mm. Timmy Laffer, Joey Lealua, uh, you know, Daniel Vito, and uh, uh, Stein on the wing. So we, there was like four centers, eh? And they're like, we're all trying to. Well, the coach, uh, the the coach was like, it was it was it was either me, Tones, or um, or Laffer to play a fullback. Okay. So like we were like scissors paper rock, <laughs> but um, I said to the boys, oh, look, I'm going to take one for the team, even though I'm, this gas tank doesn't go very yeah, far." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's fullback, you got to. Oh, you know, the running's huge, uh, man. Massive, but um, yeah, it was. I really, really enjoyed playing fullback. Um, you get you get the ball in your hands more, and you get to direct the team, and and I really enjoyed it. It really uh, helped me with uh, my game uh, moving forward. Um, just like. Uh, organizing the team and uh, knowing how many you need on on, on from post to yep. sideline and stuff like that and um, yeah, just the experience itself. I remember playing Four Nations, uh, the England game we played. Uh, I think it was in Gold Coast. Oh, man, they tested me big time. Yeah, <laughs> just bombs, bombs galore. Yeah, um, I remember I dropped like I dropped one and which led to a try. Um, but then I was like, oh man, like I'm really struggling. And then the boys are like, no, Timmy, you got this. Like you're gonna, yeah, yeah. you're gonna kill that fullback. And then after that, I felt confident. And then like every run, every carry, like I was just like, I was putting the boys in the front foot pretty much. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed that experience. Um, and then yeah, played fullback against. We played New Zealand and Australia. Um, so yeah, it was really, really fun. I really enjoyed it. Mate, a name you mentioned there, and I saw him on your Instagram, and I think he's good friends of yours, Daniel Vito. Mm. Mate, to see him doing what he's doing in the wrestling world, 100%. it is so amazing, bro. Mate, he's always been that, like I said, like the prankster in the team. Yeah. He was always one of them. But um, to see someone go, you know, wrestling is a global, you know, it's global worldwide. And to see someone achieve from Australia to achieve, um, you know, the goals he's chasing, yep. it's just amazing. But you, you just said it, mate. It's global, bro. Do you know exactly. many people know his name now and know his 100%, face? 100%. So I'm so happy for him and uh, he's doing well. To me, you know, 
for a young guy from at the time, like from Mount Druitt, mm-hmm. and even for myself growing up at Quakers Hill, like for you to work your way up to a really big contract and have a lot of money for the first time, mm-hmm. how did you handle that that experience? It was, I mean, it was it was surreal, obviously, because um, you know we didn't really have much um, mm. coming here to Australia and. Um, you know, we were lucky enough to take five dollars to school uh, as lunch money to school. You know, and from from earning nothing to you know my first contract, I think it was like ninety five thousand dollars a year, which is a lot of money for a which, kid from yeah. Mount it, bro. Like, um, so I'm just throwing all this money, and I'm like, look at my bank account every month, and I'm like, how good's this? You know, most yep. eighteen year old wouldn't even uh, see that amount of money, so. Um, no, it was good. You know, my manager at the time, uh, Isaac, uh, really looked after me, um, in terms of like, you know, saving and, uh, uh, you know, spending my money wisely and stuff like that. Yeah. No, it it was good. Yeah. Tim, when is it kind of, because we've all heard about kind of rugby league culture. Mm -hmm. There is, depending on what club you're at and with the amount of money you guys make, it can easily lead to bad habits, things like substance abuse, which you've talked about before, gambling and all sorts of different things. Is there a pressure at the time to be in that sort of culture within the team? Uh, it's, I don't know, because like um, at the age of 20 was the first time, 21 was the first time I actually uh, took substance. If you, yeah, get you, you get f- thrown all this money, um, and at a young age, uh, especially someone like me that you know had nothing, mm. uh, you just you look at all this money and like you're thinking like, you know, what do I do with this money? Yeah. And then at the same time, you have all this uh, this pressure with uh, you know outside people coming in and and being like, you know, let's, you know, what do you do on the weekend and like. Obviously, they want to sort of hang around with you because of your of who you are, and of stuff who like, you are, yeah, and yeah. like, um, and you know, and then like next minute you're you're in the you know all these people that are trying to reach out to you and and sort of hang around with you. They they these people are like business people though, like they're like really uh, wealthy, own like restaurants, car dealers, and uh, they're just really wealthy people. And yeah. Um, and that's when I sort of uh, uh, fell apart um, from the values that my parents would always tell me, like just like you know, always caring and loving and that. And and I become someone that was like um, that wanted to be cool, yeah. You know? Just just wanted to have a lot of friends, pretty much. And um, and I guess, like you said, you know, that's when all the you know drugs and alcohol came with it, and. Um, yeah, it was tough, you know, um, and then with that as, as well, it come with uh, the gambling addictions and mm. um, and all that came with it. So, um, yeah, at a young age, you, you can imagine, you know, how much I was going through at the time. So, uh, it was, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tim, appreciate you sharing that. But given how close you are to your family, mate, and also your teammates, mm-hmm. how did, like... When you got caught with the, the gambling stuff, mm-hmm. how did you break the news to both sides? So when I found out about the news, I was at I was actually at the mechanics, um, and it was on a Saturday morning, and we had a 
we had a trial. Um, it was it was the start of 2017, and we had a trial that day. And uh, I got the phone call from uh, my manager saying, like, uh, uh, you need to come to the office. I need to talk to you about something. Yeah. Uh, and that's when I went up. Uh, went went to see him, and he he broke the news, and it was it was like I remember it was just like. Uh, like my body was so numb. I like imagine, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. Like these are the things you sort of dream, uh, like nightmares, and mm. like you just. I was picturing myself and being like, like, can you wake up now? Like, just hoping like this would always be, this would always uh, all be a bad dream. And and I remember uh, that meeting with my manager, and and you know what it was funny, like not funny, but like I didn't really care about. Uh, the media, I didn't really care about, um, you know, my manager or my mates or anything. The, the, the hardest thing was going back home and, and, and uh, telling mum and dad. Yeah. Um, because they sacrificed um, so much for me. And um, to, I remember, I remember um, I was just like, I was, I was telling my brother, like, like what am I going to say to mum and dad and stuff like that. And, um, he was just he was saying just tell the truth, and I remember walking in, walking in the house, and um, mum and dad were like in tears because like they were watching on the news, so it was already out in the news. So before I even broke broke the news to them, um, they already seen it, and I remember just sitting down and looking at them, and they were like in tears, and uh, that that broke my heart, you know what I mean? Like it was just like seeing seeing them like telling them that. You know, I'm gonna debut. That was like the best feeling, seeing them so happy, and then yeah, um, uh, and then you so know, you've seen both sides, both sides, yeah. yeah, and and seeing them in tears was like, oh, it was heartbreaking, and um, yeah, it was it was it was a feeling that I'll never forget. Um, but you know, in saying that, you know, they've been very supportive as parents should be. Mm. Um, with uh, I guess with turning my life around and. Uh, you know, really grateful to have uh, such loving and caring parents. Yeah. Tim, in terms of, and again, thank you because that's tough to share that. And I know a lot of people are going to appreciate you being so so honest in that, man. But moving forward, and it's been kind of four years now, mm-hmm. when people see you in the public and things like that, I'm still pretty pretty good with you. Oh, so f- well, so far, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't really um, got, yeah, to be honest, I've been getting people... Uh, come up to me and, and encourage me, yeah. uh, which is amazing, you know. I sort of need that, to be honest. And some days, you know, I'm going to – I feel like, you know, I should still be playing. Some days I'll, I'll wake up yep. thinking that. And then, like, you know, when I get, like, comments, not even, not even just, like, people in general, but, like, even on social media, I get, like, positive feedbacks um, just to hang in there, you know, you'll be back or not even that, like, just uh, I hope you turn your life around and – um, no, people has been really supportive, to good. be honest, um, which is which is really good. Yeah, I'm sure that it would have been just heaps of dark days, bro, because it's been four years. Oh, 100%. Like, for you, your career, yeah. given the money that you were on at the time, we're talking about over a million dollars that you've dropped. Mm. And at the time, I think it was $900 that you gambled. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge 
for $900, which you didn't even, I think you won one bet or something, wasn't it? Oh, man, I can't even remember, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was, it was one, one bet. bet. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you won one bet in $900, <clears throat> yeah. and you've given away at, at, until you hopefully can come back at some stage. Mm. It's going to be well in excess of a million dollars. Mate, how did, I can only imagine me losing my career and how that would have felt. I know that you're very fortunate because of your family, which yeah. is a huge Huge, yeah. It's huge for you. But what got you through those dark days, man? Uh, look, uh, to be honest, um, when everything happened, uh, I was still not young, but I was still youngish. Like, I was 24, 25, and uh, I was going through a lot. Like, my face was being splashed on all mm. all publication. And um, I remember I remember being stuck in my room for three to four weeks. Um, and, and looking back now, I regret it because, you know, when – you're locked in between four walls, you know, you get yeah. all these dark thoughts. And um, and I'm a bloke that's really uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually very strong. You know, I'll, when someone jokes around and says, oh, I'm going to, you know, jump off a bridge, or I'm going to, you know, kill myself, I'm like, why would you even say that? You know yeah. what I mean? And for the first time in my life, I actually questioned myself when I was sitting in my room if I was worthy enough to be sitting in this, or if I was worthy enough to be in this world today. Mm. And hence why, I, you know, I always think like it can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter how famous you are or how much money you have. Like mental health, you know, it's it can happen to anyone. And um, yeah, I it was it was tough. You know, I wasn't I wasn't. Uh, I remember being stuck in my room. I wasn't I wasn't even interacting. I wasn't even eating. I was hardly eating. I wasn't even uh, communicating with my family or friends. I just wanted to be in my room. And I, I think uh, that was the the worst thing to uh, that, that happened to me because you get a lot of bad thoughts um, going through your head, and and then I realized like um, there's there's either two ways you can go about it. Um, you can either go one way and just work my backside off and put food on the table for my family, and and and, and just hope that everyone will forget the past or what what had happened in my life. Yeah. Or I can I can go the other way and uh, continue to work, uh, uh, to, c- to continue to keep training and keeping fit and 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 give back to the community mm. um, and 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 trying my best to you know uh, help out uh, the less fortunate um, or yeah. help out anyone that's going through a dark stage or dark dark place like I was in, and that's the approach I took. Um, and straight away, um, I wanted to find work where. I wanted to help people out, and um, you know, I worked at a gym as a personal trainer. Shout out to Marin, yeah. uh, who worked at High IQ, yep. um, who who got me there, and I worked there for a few years, and then I felt like I wanted to uh, give more to the community. Okay. I wanted to give back, and um, and uh, uh, one of my my cousins who works uh, as a disability worker, um, he he asked me, "Oh, so why don't you?" Um, you know, would you ever do what I do? And I and I thought about it for a good like week, and I thought, man, this is this is like actually this could actually like be the thing that I could you know pursue. And yeah, um, and I had a meeting, um, uh, got interviewed, and uh, I pretty much got the job straight away. And um, you know, I've been what two thousand and. 18 to now. Okay, so um, going on three years. Three years. Yeah, so nice. um, no, I absolutely love it. Uh, it, it sort of, um, 
has a different perspective in life uh, when you you know work with kids that are um, that are, I guess, yeah, disabled, disabled and not yeah. able to like it's called home caring, right? Yeah, that, so that's the company's called home yeah, caring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you describe kind of what you do from a day to day? So, um, so on a day to day basis, uh, it depends on which client. Um, some clients I'll pick them up from uh, the, the the respite or the office, um, yep. or um, I can I'll pick them up from home. So some some days I'll you know take them out to the park, or um, if they're if they're not uh, very uh, aggressive, because you get some aggressive ones. Of course, um, mate. Of you course, can, you will. You yep. can take them out to the beach or the movies. Uh, it's just. They just want to be treated like a normal human being. Yep. So like just a bit like, of a big brother sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. They just yeah. want to be treated like a normal, like a normal person, and uh, uh, and then you get like uh, clients that they try and rip your head off. Yeah, I can imagine. Which, uh, um, but it also yeah. helps you in different scenarios to deal with different things. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. So, uh, nah, it's been amazing, and I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't uh, be the person I am if I wasn't for, I guess. Uh, the job that I'm doing right now. Yeah, it is. It's because I've got a friend, his name's Marco, and he, he runs this community. It's called Heroes with Ability. So, it again, it's a disabled, but they have like a, like a bit of a sports rugby league program. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'll have to take you, you down oh, to yeah, one of these yeah, sessions know, for yeah. sure. But he's a massive West Tigers fan. Is and, he? And his young son, Marco Jr., over the last few years, he's been running the team out. So, oh, when wow. they play at home, he's like, How good that? But to see the experience that the kids get, and mm. see the interaction. Like the other day, there was like Billy Walters, Ryan Madison, and Nathan Cleary as their ambassadors. But mm. to see them mixing with the kids yep. and the kids interacting with them and the smiles on the face oh, and mate. just the way they – for me, I feel that they enjoy life more than us. Yeah. Like all the things that we take for granted, like these interactions we have today, which is which is great, mm. I feel that they, they just love that more than we do. Mm. And that's something that, you know – I shouldn't envy from them, but I do because I want to be as happy as them, bro. Hundred percent, yeah. Like, um, even even the other day, like I was just complaining that there was no aircon. <laughs> like, uh, and then you get kids that like, you know, would love to be. They would love to read and write. Hundred percent, you know. So, like all these little, you just it has a, a whole new perspective. Um, and I like like you said, I wish I had what they had. You know, I don't it's know what it right. is, but like it's just. You enjoy life more, and they're just so happy most of the time. <laughs> Less uh, stress, you know what I mean. So, uh, now I, I actually love it. I enjoy it. I'm actually going to work straight after. Yeah, here. you are. <laughs> so, um, and that's going to be the whole lot of the day, mate. Forget talking to TK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to me, talk. You know, we've got a, a very good mutual friend, and that's Huss, mm. and he runs the boxing gym that that you go to. He's your trainer. Yeah. In terms of. You know, a, a, your rehab and coming back from what you've gone through, he's been a huge part. Like, oh, he didn't even know you, bro. Exactly. And for him to put his neck out for you and continue to support you and pretty much be one of those glue guys that, you know, we talked before about having bad people in our circles. Mm. He's the type of guy that, you know, if, I, if I've got a sister and I want, to ma- I want her to marry someone like Huss, bro. He's, he's one of those blokes. Yeah. T- talk to me about kind of how you at your first meeting mm. and kind of what he means to you in your life. Mate, when I, when I first met him... Um, Obviously, he knew what I was go- what I was going through, um, but so he just wanted to he wanted to do everything he can to help me out. Um, he he deals with a lot of people from the outside, like people that you know just come out of jail or got in trouble in the past. So mm. he knows what it's like. So um, to be around him for what four or five years now, um, yeah, he's just like an older brother to me. He's someone that uh, 
I can reach out to him if I needed anything. Um, and he's just been by my side from day one, and you know I couldn't ask for a better bloke. So, you know, thanks, Hus. Mate, God, he can his boxing knowledge. Mate, he knows so much. He oh, knows so much. Um, I'm so jealous of his gym. Like some of that memorabilia that he was showing me the other day. Mate, how good oh, are they? I thought I had a couple of good pieces. <laughs> Leaves <laughs> no. me for dead, brother. <laughs> Yeah, this Rocky one. I'm going to steal the Rocky one one day. No, that's good. I, I think he had Sorry, a nice. Mike Tyson one. Yeah. Um, which looks similar to yours. But like the Roy Jones ones he's got. Yeah, the Roy Jones. Yeah, oh, that's mad. Mate, but big shout out to us. He's probably pretty much the one that made this all happen. So 100%, yeah. much love to you, brother. Thanks, brother. There's some high-profile people that actually have supported you. Like, I know mm. Phil Gould's been very supportive. Mm. Andrew Johns has said some good things about you as well. Yep. How does it feel to kind of get these high-profile guys with a lot of influence actually backing your case to actually come back? It's good, great feeling, um, especially uh, people like Andrew Johns and Phil Gould, you know, reaching out who have like a massive say in the you know, rugby league industry. And I remember Phil Gould telling me to come out and, and, and just uh, mingle with the boys and, and check out their training training session and just have a chat, just a one-on-one chat, you know. And, yep. uh, What's he like as a person? Mate, he's just a legend. He just tells it how it is. Okay. Um, he was just – he was telling me how, um, you know, he dealt with something similar with Bryce Cutright at the time. Yep. Um, he he knows what it's like, so um, he 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 pretty much said that uh, you know if it was if it was him you know he would if it was him at the time managing me um, he would definitely take it a, a different approach. Okay, more to the sense with you know staying away from the media and stuff like that. Yeah, um, but was having fuel behind me was was a massive confident boost and even uh, you know Andrew Johns reached out to me and just uh, uh, got a message from me. F- I uh, think late last year and has been just checking up on me and see how you are. And yeah, seeing how yeah. you are, and uh, I guess that's just itself. It's just uh, I never really wanted to give up in, in in what I what I wanted to do in the future. And if anything, you know that you know gave me uh, a massive uh, confidence boost. Yeah. So now moving forward, you know you've just signed with the Blacktown Workers, which is the Manly Reserve Grade team. Yeah. And again, like I can't wait to see you play, mate. <laughs> I'll be coming out. HB Labor, man. Like, I grew up because I used to play oh, yeah, yeah. tennis. I used to play tennis for Blacktown Workers, bro. So I used to be there every Saturday morning, right? After it was funny soccer, tennis, just like I was a sports madman, bro. <laughs> but hate to relabor it because even now, sometimes some of my mates still live in the area. So that sports club, I love going. Like the UFC on there. Have you been to UFC there? No. Right, we should go, mate. Because you know the big sports club that's next to the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In there, they play every single UFC fight, bro. Does he get like stacked? Yeah, because they've got the big screen happening and like. It's just got a great restaurants in there. Good to have a couple of beers, bro. Yeah, we'll get the boys together. We'll go for a yeah, for a sesh there, man. It's really cool. But now being back, because Matt Ballinger coach, right? Yes, yes, he's a yes. he's a legendary player, Mate, bro. He's a legend. Um, I play. I was lucky enough to play alongside him. Um, and I remember at the time, you know, being a young team. Uh, I guess we didn't really have any. Oh, we had Chrissy Lawrence, but uh, we didn't have much leadership. Okay, and, and having him was just like a massive, especially with Farrow gone, you know, yeah. having him was just like, and everyone looked up to him, you know, he was just one of those guys that, you know, if you needed help with anything in your game, you know, he would always come in and, like, he would assist in whatever you needed. Um, he's just an all-time legend. Yeah. Uh, he's just a great bloke and, uh, you know, when he reached out to me, I, I had other, you know, I had plans of... Uh, pursuing rugby okay rugby um, union rugby union okay um but when he reached out to me uh, and 
he told me what like, could potentially happen. Yep. Um, uh, I I just had full faith in him, and um, you know he's just a uh, he's just a happy bloke, and uh, he's one of those people you need around. And I can't picture him being angry. I can't picture him blowing up. So. I can't wait until we get pumped. <laughs> the blow up. I want to see him blow up. <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. But Tim, you know, you played a season in France rugby, in, sorry, rugby league, and you were telling me kind of the standard would be like an A-grade sort of Penrith. But, yeah. But now coming back, this is a real thing, man. There's going to be NRL players playing against you each week. Yep. Does that yep. excite you? Oh, I can't wait. Um, it's just because I played, I played Cup like two years ago. Okay. But I played only four or five games. Who was that one for? It was Blacktown. Blacktown as well. Yeah, I played for Blacktown and, uh, man, I was playing at 80 kilos. Oh, because you dropped the weight for the footy. Oh, because I was boxing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was playing at 80 kilos and I felt like every game I was being run over by a bus. I was so sore. It was just a bone, bone collision. I can imagine, bro. What are you now? I'm uh, sitting around 90, 91. That's, that's good, but... Yeah, so I need yeah. to put maybe... Uh, the goal is to get 95, 96. Um, but then again, with the game... These days, it's it's more speed, more. It's true, bro. More, you got to be more fitter. So, like, I think losing, you know, sitting around 89, 90, 91 is like a good weight because you'll need it, back. bro. Because the amount of ball time in there now, like yeah. NRL last year, was an extra eight minutes in play. Yeah, like I was like That's I told massive. you before, Chad and Chad yesterday. He's dropped two kilos, bro. Even at as a half, but it's intentional. Yeah, Andrew Fafita, man. Have you seen him? No, I haven't seen bro, him. Have a look at his Instagram. He's one hundred and eighteen kilos. Wow. He was, he know, at the end of last year, he ballooned because he took a couple of weeks off because of his knee. I seen that. One hundred and thirty-eight. Yeah. He's dropped twenty oh, kilos, bro. But they all know it. They know the new rules. The new rule is gonna, mate. You need to be fit and fast. And I think mm. ninety-one max will be. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. Especially like if I want to keep my speed as well, because I feel like when I put on, you know, if I'm weighing like ninety-four, ninety-five, like I'm. I feel stronger, but I think I've reduced my speed a bit. So, Oh, mate, now I'm in my mid to late 30s, bro. When I'm playing Oztag, sometimes it's like I'm running on a fucking treadmill, bro. <laughs> like, I'm going, where's my speed? Like, for a little guy, that used to be my thing, you know? Yeah. Be able I reckon to, like, you're a hooker. I reckon you can Dummy half, like, bro. Dummy half, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. Like a mini Robbie Farrar. Ah, <laughs> what a rap. Thanks, bro. <laughs> nah, that's my game, actually. I'm a dummy half in Oztag, oh, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. So, play, we played the Fairfield comp, actually. I have to recruit you for a couple of games, bro. Bring the What's big guns. Oztag or touch. Oztag, man. Yeah, man. Monday night. I'd love to play Oztag. Yeah, I'll talk to the boys. We're going to bring the big guns in. <laughs> <laughs> but mate, the goals in terms of what you want to kind of you're looking at achieving this year. What have we got? Goals. Uh, sorry, breathing. No, 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 don't be silly. Um, I guess just to just to have a good year. Mm. Um, just to. Last year, uh, a few years ago, I played only the last four games, but I want to play out the rest of the season uh, injury-free and just playing good footy, uh, doing my best for the team. Um, and hopefully, you know, that could lead me to the next stage. Um, okay. Have the NRL talked about bringing you back in for an interview or anything like that? Uh, no, not no. not at this stage. Um, but I think we're on the works of uh, trying, to, trying to appeal it again. Okay. Um, Look, otherwise, I'm just going to do my best at where I am now, playing for Blacktown and, um, you know, try and try and get the boys uh, a little title at the end of the season. Definitely. Well, Tim, man, you've been so open and honest with everything. I appreciate you sharing all the stories about your family, about yep. your career, man. I know this is the first time that you've done something like that, so I appreciate you trusting me to put your story out there, mate, and 
anytime, you're always welcome on this podcast, my man. And I look forward to you bashing me up in the ring a few more times from there. <laughs> no, no, it was good. Um, but look, I truly believe that the struggles that I've, I've had and the mistakes that I've uh, made has shaped uh, the character I am today. And mm. I know the valuable lessons uh, that I've learned through the tough times will give me the tools needed to achieve my goals in the future. So, um, you know, any young any young kid that's going through like, this is something that I want to want to pursue or uh, continue to do in the future is like help out, um, you know, just young teenagers in general. Yeah, mate, this is a great question. Like, what advice? And there could be people listening right now with kids mm-hmm. at that same stage when you had your issues. Mm-hmm. If you could give them one piece of advice, what would that be, Tim? Um, well, I'll give them a few, but um, no, nah, look, I guess just to focus on. Um, uh, what they want to achieve, and and don't let the outside energy try and de- uh, determine uh, your your life. Or um, uh, I guess, and also just being yourself. Um, you know, the values I got taught at home uh, from mum and dad were always, you know, a love, be love, be loving to your neighbours. You know, mm. always caring, always, um, you know always giving to the uh, the less fortunate and and those were the values we got taught at home from a young age and um you know when i went to high school uh, i put on a mask and i become someone that wanted to belong uh i wanted to have a lot of friends i wanted to be cool i wanted to be i wanted to be the coolest kid in the playground yeah i want to have i wanted to be famous you know i wanted to have girls you know i yeah uh you know these were the things i wanted and i guess i wanted to, i i feared because i I feared because of all those things and I feared because I would get bullied or I'd feared that, you know, um, I'd get bashed. Yeah, um, that's okay. why I, I had that mask. And then when I'd leave school and I'd come back home, I would put on a different mask yeah. and, and become respectful, become you know, the, the true values that my parents would always, that always taught us to follow me and my brothers. Um, and, you know, um, putting on and off that mask just becomes second nature and, you know, it sort of, it grew uh, as I, you know, played first grade. And like I said, like you, uh, putting on that mask and you, you hang around with, uh, you know, all these wealthy people mm. and, and which leads to uh, the things that I've done. And, and to be honest, uh, when you're in a dark place like I was in, uh, you know, drugs, girls, alcohol, you know, uh, gambling, you uh, you feel like you're stuck in mud, and you, you feel like uh, uh, you do things you wouldn't normally do. Yeah, and I so look your back, judgment. Yeah, yeah, I look back. And I'm thinking, like, how how did I even get to this point? Like, that's not even you. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's it's tough. But look, uh, if I went for the mistakes that have happened in my life, I definitely wouldn't be the person I am today. So, um, especially uh, with the support of my family and uh, my girlfriend at the time, Ru, who helped me a lot. And her, and, and her family and um, yeah, uh, I've become uh, uh, a different person today. So I'm really yep. grateful for that. Well, mate, great to you know, it's great to connect. Last year, I'm you know really honoured that Hus introduced us because we got to do this today. And I look forward to many more memories in the future, my brother. Thank you. No, thank you for having me. Legend. And that guy as well is Timmy Simona. So definitely give him a follow across his Instagram. He's got plenty coming out and really looking forward to seeing him play for Blacktown Workers, which is the New South Wales Cup team for the Manly Sea Eagles. So 
plenty in store for Timmy this this year. Please jump into the Talking League and Talking with TK. It's the Tipping Comp and Fantasy League for all the listeners and family and friends. So winner takes all, which is five hundred bucks. It's free to enter, so come in, come jump in, have some fun, and also you might get some cash at the end of the day. Thank you for all the reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you can, please continue those and share the show with your family and friends. Really appreciate that. Get in touch, Tristan at TalkingWithTK.com with any guest requests or even a general chat about the footy. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Next week on the show, we've got former Souths and Broncos coach Anthony Seabolt. So a bit of a cracker there with Seabs. So stay tuned. But for now, stay safe. I'm Tristan Cannell, and this was Talking with TK.